Welcome to Budai's podcast. We're going to be talking about or sharing uh, the ecosystems or ecology through a flow of soundless to sound frequency vibration. And this is a huge passion for all of us in Budai, as it is for probably a lot of people around the world, particularly now when people are getting more involved and connected, connecting to their gardens. But we always like to dive that much deeper because we like to become those being energetic beings and very aware of that, we love morphing and merging into particles within the soil, within the plant system. We flow through the vascular system of um, each plant and, and so much more. And so this is where quantum physics really uh, expands and goes beyond what is currently in some areas of the horticultural or botany uh, uh, areas however there's nothing that's ever separate and when you tap into the energetic streams and actually become the the silence and the listener to your ecosystems around then how you relate to those ecosystems really transforms and we had that we were really delighted to have that initial experience when we ourselves landed here um, oh, quite some time ago where we wanted to uh, experience through a physical form and we wanted to experience what everyday life was, but we also remain connected to all living things. And remember, a rock, even though it's uh, abiotic, um, when you're looking at it from an ecological point of view, it, can, it is an embodied energy, therefore it can become a, a, a frequency that is experienced through particles of consciousness. So there's going to be so many people that don't get this. There's going to be so many people that are up in arms and won't like what we're saying. Then there's going to be those of you who really think, yeah, wouldn't mind giving that a go. Or some of you and some of you who have actually experienced that merging into a different form. And some of you, you know, when you've gone into your natural worlds, um, not, we're not talking about the ones that are, are man-made or pe made by people, um, although that happens as well, but ones that have always been here, the ancient forests and the ancient bushlands, because the symbiosis in there is very, very threaded through particular tapestries of light. And uh, when you're in those, there's a different feel to, to something. Um, and, you know, nature is beautiful and you can experience it in so many ways. But those particular zones like the Amazon, when you go into the depths of the Amazon or um, even in Australia, you can, you know, those of you who have gone into the depths of the, the rainforest that haven't been tapped into um, humanity quite as much as um, some of the, say, some of the bushlands. And in a bushland, the energetic stream and tapestries are different to what you see in um, the rainforest. It's a different feel. And then if you're in a rainforest and it's raining, it's such a beautiful um, flow. And so everything has this uh, – we feel like it's a magical nature, but magic may not – that word may not resonate with you. So you'll know what words to utilise because we just use words that we just feel – and an enlightened way of being, in other words, more light comes in. But some words, you know, <laughs> don't resonate with people. So for some people think magic is like, you know, tricksters or something like that. But whatever it is for you, you'll use them, right? But we wanted to go even deeper than that again. So, you know, 
if you're one of these people that are going out into your garden or you've always been gardening or you've always loved nature and uh, some of, you'll notice some people are more label orientated. You know, when they go into a rainforest, they want to know the names, the botanical names, which is very important for some fields of expertise. And um, if you want to eat something, well, it's really important to either tune in and recognise whether that's something that is going to be healthy for you or something that will create a, a toxin in you that, you know, won't have a great effect or a very healthy effect. But then we'll go deeper again. And you're actually not plucking, say, the berry off that could be either poisonous to you or it could be really fruitful and sweet or sour or bitter, whatever that is. You're actually experiencing that berry without actually taking it off the, the branch and you're experiencing it through the energy of it, uh, which therefore it won't have a toxin that can affect. So this is where we're coming from. So those of you who are into botany or, or very learned in your way when you, you recognise it, the reason why there's labelling is to help prevent people, um, you know, picking up something that may be poisonous, you know, and, and because common names, there are so many common names that can be called a particular plant and there's different common names for one plant and it can become very confusing and so it goes on. But when you transcend all of that and you're simply, you know, um, and this is very much into quantum physics, is you recognise the energy and you feel that energy as yourself and that you feel that interconnectedness and you actually can feel, um, whether it's a bird flying through, you can actually feel as it flies past you, you can feel the energy also fly through you as particles of you and that is where we come from. This is a whole way of life for Buddhai and Buddhai team in the vast experience of frequency. And this is when we're always talking about, when we talk about plants, when we talk about nature, we're talking about that infinite synergy of experiencing nature in that way. Um, but for those of you who are more um, structured in your way, then some of the things we will say will be difficult and, uh, you know, and, and some of you will feel fear about it because, you know, you might have experienced something where you've tried something and it's, you know, given you a stomachache or you might have um, been taught through that state of fear. It's For us, it's like people who teach Kundalini with fear because, um, you know, we it, why? Why would you do that? Because it's such a natural flow of energy. Well, same with what we're saying here is that you can connect with a bird that flies through and you can see it fly through like past you, but you can feel the energy fly through you and therefore you can feel this sense of interconnected on an energetic stream and it really changes your relationship. It changes and we, you know, we talk about how you want to design the structures you want to live within, how your human form or that which is um, changing already from one type of human form into something else because that's quantum physics and it's the cellular structure is always evolving itself and as you recognize more of your motor neurons then you're going to understand that there is so much more but as so many people in the field of quantum physics are now out there in your media and all those sort of things are saying that one of the things that people fear most is the unknown and yet the unknown is where a lot of us really come from but also well all of us come from that but that when you're moving into something is not known for you on a very personal journey, then for so many people, it ignites a sense of fear because it's the what ifs that keep bubbling up in your mindsets. 
But when you can not be distracted by that and come into that presence of self and that quiet sense of self, it's incredibly peaceful. And in that space, there's no essence, there's no vibrational sensitivity to, to a fear element at all because you're so aligned and so attuned to what is. You know, whether you call the what is the I am or God or, or uh, source energy or, uh, uh, you know, whatever the language suits you that you feel at ease with then you'll use for us we use source energy we use infinite tapestries of light we use frequencies all those things but it's ultimately the same thing so for us every moment is precious every moment is valuable every moment there's no time to contemplate any fear states because what would be the point what would be the purpose you know, we don't have that desire to go through any of our creativity in that perspective because we're always evolving from a vast sensitivity that is, in some ways, it's always quantum physics because that's a never-ending, expanding uh, energetic field. But there's also, it's always connected to metaphysics as well. And we've heard people out there who are into the quantum physics say, you know, oh, it's all science-based. It's, you know, I don't go into this metaphysical whatever. But really, everything is interconnected. Everything is, it's one, you know. So, you know, we get this way about us all, I think, sometimes, and we can. And we've had moments, right? You know, sometimes you you, you know, you won't and then other times you'll have these glimpses of these moments where we tend to categorise things and, you know, we have this new sattvic moment where this is the way we see things and then we negate what other things we've experienced and say, oh, no, that's not right. And so we'll focus on something. So now the flavour of the, the field of understanding is very much quantum physics through science, science, science. And it's for some it negates the metaphysical nature, but macrocosm, microcosm, you know, what is it? It's it's all the one of expression, experience, exploring. It's a journey. And depending on where we are, it's all going to be valid for different people at different times. So we would ask, what is it for you? I mean, we hear you, we can, obviously there's billions of people in the world, but we're talking about the vastness, not only just in a human form, where when we're talking and we do these podcasts, we're actually, we can... We have birds <laughs> in our room through a different um, gateway. We have an owl that visits, visits us when we're working in, uh, you know, a plant nursery. We have uh, tall beings from wherever that will also habitate where some someone who is next to us won't see them, yet we will see them because we also are them. So, you know, you can be walking through down the busy street, maybe you're in New York and, you know, now you're able to get out of where you are and you can actually walk down the street and you might see 10 things that the person passing you by can only see two because it's not in their peripheral journey. So we're using that as an analogy because we all see things differently. We all have a different perception and a different perspective, a different take on something, but it's all going to be valid for that which is your own experience. And when we stop judging another person's experience because we feel limited in some way or we feel we're the next revolutionary change and so it goes on, um, when we cease to be that and just tap into the community of you know, where you're at and then you stay in that community until you feel like you've either outgrown it or you're creating another community or or whatever 
and you've really let go of that need to negate someone else's journey, it is such a liberating soundless-to-sound frequency vibration that walking through the path of the unknown is so exhilarating and exciting because you're looking forward to being whatever is to come. And it's always known on some level because it's, you know, multidimensional beings, uh, infinite forms that we come from, infinite selves that we are. And uh, it opens up a huge gateway of infinite possibilities that you can bring into this now moment in the physical form that maybe you're listening to this podcast or maybe you've just been looking at some YouTubes that you're really in awe of and you want to get in and know more. But those that we know that are out there are always encouraging people to walk your own path, to go direct because whenever you're hearing something, whether it's what we're saying in our podcast or and there's so many beings that come in for this podcast, so many frequencies, and it's changing constantly even as we talk. Um, and they're listening. All the frequencies are listening to wherever you're tapping into when there's a desire to, you know, because it's not like everyone that – Personally, in, in Budai, it's not one individual. It's many, many tapestries, as we, as we always say. And all those frequencies aren't tapping into every person on this planet, but there's many Earths because there's many vibrations within that Earth. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you see some of your films like Divergent and you see the different factions. But sometimes when you take a step out of the busyness of your world and you can look with that in a, in a state of non-judgment and you're looking at ha just different ecosystems, even within people, there's different communities around the world, but even in your own backyard, there's different communities. And, you know, some communities will never meet other communities because there's no resonance, there's no connection. It's a bit like when we put ourselves in a position where we're being asked to learn more of the botanical names, for instance, which is Latin. We don't have a resonance with it. We understand the rec and recognise that there is a desire to be able to communicate using a particular language. But our essence and our forte and our where we come from uses none of that on a moment-to-moment, -moment, nanosecond basis. We literally just connect with streams of, of energy. And so when we communicate with the owl do we use latin or do we use english or do we use no we can actually feel and sense the vibration of say this particular bird which is in this example is the owl we just experience the presence which is communicating through a vibrational field in a non-verbal um, language but we get what it's communicating straight away this is this is all how we this is how we will manifest the desert stoke peapod series which is based on the flower which is a, 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 the south australian um, emblem which is a beautiful tiny hardy flower that grows in the arid regions of the country and this is how we will manifest and there's wonderful people out there who are very vocal in how they've now helped others become so aligned with a particular um, frequency that they're able to manifest things into matter. And that's something that the yogis have already always been able to do. It's something that other beings from different worlds have always been able to do. But in some um, gateways within Gaia, um, you know, people have forgotten it until... There's triggers, and as we said before, and so many are also saying it, we have this great opportunity 
<clears throat> to share the wonderment of what's possible and for some who've already actualized it. And if there's always going to be some part of you that can't believe something or and you don't want to believe something, you want to feel it, experience, express it yourself directly and therefore you don't feel you, the need to um, insist on other people getting what it is you're saying or getting what it is that you are in the moment of your ecstatic state because you've had this epiphany. You, you trust your own journey, therefore you just keep going. Whereas there was an era, and still still is, that if you have something you want to share, you want people to believe it as a real experience. And so we tend to, as people, we can impose that will, that individual will onto another and insist and try and prove something to another. But ultimately, what is proof? You know, because if you look at scientific papers that went years ago, done, uh, you know, if you look at nutrition, how often have you seen things, one minute it's going to cause this, the next minute it's going to be great for you, so eat six of them <laughs> in a day. So it's always shifting, but then you can transcend all of that, tap into your own energetic field and feel and, and let your body harmonize itself without your mind in, as in limited context constantly try to divert it away from what it can do naturally without the thinking process and then as you let go of that monkey mind, that mind that is constantly trying to control through fear-based constructs, then you're coming from the vast cosmic mind and therefore your neurons are firing on all trillion cylinders and your penile gland is all systems go. Your nervous system is so primed, you really no longer even know when someone says to you, oh, so, you know that flight or fight response, you don't even know what they're talking about because there's just zero resonance with it. And so we wanted to share this too because we know that some of you, because this is the era where everyone is, you know, everyone's, if you've ever go to a bookshop at the moment, oh, all, the garden mag all the garden books and how to grow something is flying off the shelf. You know, it's just, you, you know, it's, you can't get enough of it because people are wanting to be a, a sponge and how do you grow this and how do you do this? But sometimes taking a breath and go into your elongated breath, you will connect with what the seeds that you want to plant and you will feel your way or sense your way or, or sense the vibrations of those seeds as to just trust yourself and give it a go. Because sometimes you'll grow something, will grow amazing and produce so much for you because it, it desires, it wants to, it wants to share of itself. And then you'll do the same thing with the same types of seeds and it won't work. So the more you can tap into that energetic field, the more you can relate to it, resonate with it and communicate with it. Not from a state of demanding it to perform for you and to demand it to give something back to you, but as a union, as a, as a connection and a shared experience. And that's what that's what we do in our our own Buddha hub. It's what how we, we we live and thrive with others in our community. It's how we want to share everything about nature, because it's where we come from with it. And so a lot of people then you know well, what's this called? Or they'll come in and ask something about well what's this plant? And all in the head, all in the head, and not in the heart. And then they get very upset and angry. Why has this plant died? But the plant hasn't died, the energy's just moved out of one form and gone back either into the soil or gone back into another form because it doesn't die, energy doesn't die. It simply dissipates and, and transcends into another existence or another state of, of, um, of what is. 
So the more you can tap in and just surrender all those limitations and that neediness to control every single thing and tap into the stream of energy on whatever frequency you feel in resonance of, it will change your relationship, you know, because in nature it is one of the most amazing and kind ways to teach others how to work as a community. You know, bees, I mean bees, my gosh, Flow Hive, what an amazing um, creation. Haven't they done an amazing job? So they're flying off the shelf, so to speak. They can't, you know, they've got to keep making them because so many people are ordering them. Because now, on a global level, people are loving bees. Wonderful. But it's not, it's, bees are beautiful. But so are so many other insects. There's the wasps that also pollinate things. There's every organism within an ecosystem that's equally valuable you're valuable to the ecosystem because you're part of that ecosystem and how you relate to that ecosystem the more you can tune in energetically the more you'll understand how to really thrive and be really really alive and in those states there's zero concept of fear you know, there's no fear of catching something. There's no fear of, you know, being close to someone because you get it. There's, you know, you can touch someone across the other side of the, ro uh, the road. You can touch them across the other side of the world energetically because there's no, there's no separation energetically, you know. But when people are in fear, they're so shut down, they isolate themselves and, uh, you know, there's a cutting off and a separation of all that is. You know, but everyone, whatever whatever flows for you is going to be what it is for you. But bees teach you another thing. You know, the community that they operate, they're all there working for a cause to thrive and to keep the community thriving and, and producing, but not bullying and navigating each other out. They're working in harmony and, and, um, and thriving, you know until something is tampered outside of their environment. Ants are the same. You know, have you ever really watched or studied a tiny, tiny ant? You know how some of them are really, really tiny. And they're carrying this huge, huge piece of bread on their back. And they're just stumbling and they'll go, but sometimes they'll drop it and they'll come and pick it up. And they're, they're heading towards their nest. And how their community works. I mean, there's so much in nature that teaches that. You know, and when you're tapping into that vibration, it will change and transform your everyday flow in how you work, how you get up in the morning, how you, what time you get up in the morning, you know, how you wake up. Do you wake up like you want to bounce out of bed and look forward to the day? Or do you wake up and think, oh, no, what a day? You know, it changes how you are. But what is it for you? Because some people, it's something else. For some of you, it might be connecting to the stars, you know, the night stars. It may be that you love astronomy and you want to connect and you want to explore. Energetically, you could connect to the moon if you wanted to. You could be in your form, in, in, in your bed and laying down and you can still touch the moon if you really wanted to, you know, because it's all energy. You can feel the coolness of the moon. You know, you can feel the heat of the sun. You know, just by thinking about the sun, you could feel it in the palm of your hand and then you can feel the radiance move through your vascular system stimulate your circulatory system. So if you've got poor circulation, you want to use the warmth of the sun, you can do that just by experiencing that, by bringing that vital life force into your circulatory system and giving it a booster shot, so to speak. So for some of you who are listening, you're really 
be you know think yeah I, I get that possibility some of you are already experiencing it some of you might want to give it a go some of you will never come back to this podcast ever again and it's all wonderful you know some of you might then think oh you know I'd like to try something now or I'd like to do something a little bit different and then some of you will go out and buy all these books on permaculture or you might go and buy something on I mean there's another word that's going around so you know, permaculture is just another name for nature's culture it's just another way to bring something under our umbrella to share the wonderment of patterns of nature. But really, they're all names. And if you're studying, you know, you think you want to get a job in a particular field, if you want to get a job in the environment, then maybe you'll have to go and do environmental science. You might have to study ecology. So they're names to describe really, as is permaculture, as is, oh, there's another, you know, social culture, whatever you want to call it. They're labels. They're all labels. But what are they actually describing? the interconnectivity of how the whole systems come into playfulness. Ayurveda is another one. You know, Siddha medicine is another one. It looks holistically. In other words, it looks at the whole system. When someone goes for an Ayurvedic consultation, the consultant isn't looking for a disease. They're looking for the health of the person. You start from a healthy system. It doesn't matter what the person's come into, that consultant, if they're aligned truly in Ayurveda, in the actual original teachings, they're not going to look at that person and go straight to a disease. They're going to look at that person and look holistically at that person, you know, their lifestyle, um, how they're feeling and, and the whole system, you know. And it's a really beautiful way to express. So you look at that and you're looking at something like, permaculture is it different to Ayurveda no it's part of the same system because it looks at the whole system you know but then there's a break there's a breaking down within those systems where people might branch out and study a specific thing so someone in botanics might then totally focus on horticulture or they might focus on ecology they might focus on anthropology they might they'll they'll bring in these different things because it's such a big science you know so really, your whole life is about learning, it's about growing, it's about experiencing, it's about expressing. But then for some of you, it's not about going to those types of um, study streams. For some of you, with us, we love quantum physics because it's how we beamed in, it's how we came to express ourselves through this physical form. Do we dabble in other things? Definitely, because we're in a form that requires an income and we're doing that. Could we learn it through another way? Definitely, we definitely have. You know, but we like to experience experiment thing with ourselves and, and a playfulness. Have we ever put ourselves into a position where it's in a situation where they don't like you to play? Absolutely. Yet we're playful beings. We love to have fun. Is horticultural fun? Why couldn't it be fun? What's there not to have fun with with plants? You're studying plants. You're wanting to connect with plants. Has it been fun every place where I've experienced that? Gosh, no. <laughs> You know, we always thought, wow, being around plants is so relaxing. Have we been in environments in a working situation where it's really not relaxing? Not because the plants aren't relaxing, but maybe the people within the organization, uh, organization aren't so much fun to work with? Definitely. For many reasons, that's happened, okay? You know, maybe those people have got stresses. Maybe they have an ownership issue where they need to control every facet of the situation, whereas we just like to flow with it. Does it mean by flowing that you can't have a really good income, that you can't have a profitable, profitable, profitable business? Far from it. Being in the flow, you actually create it, but you create it in a healthy manner that is um, digestible, you know? 
But when you're stressed, it's really not good for the digestion in a physical form, is it? <laughs> and then you tend to not be able to tap into the plants. You can't feel them. You can't hear them. You know, we, we were around someone not so long ago and uh, he was going to a bush regeneration and he had this fern tree and it was just beautiful. And when he was about to take it and put it in his ute to take it to the destination where they were bush, doing bush regeneration, you know, we could hear the ecstatic state of this fir tree. It literally went snap, crackle, pop. And we don't often hear that in restricted zones where plants are. If they're in a, a non-natural state of growing, we don't always hear that vibrational frequency. And it was to our amazement, we were thrilled to hear this. And it was just so, it already started connecting one to the heart center of the person that was taking it. This person has a very strong vascular system. So the vascular system of the plant connected with this person. Didn't know that could happen. Or some of you, yeah, some of you have already experienced that yourselves. However, it also connected to the heart center. Interesting, isn't it? because everything has a pulse. Maybe not like you, you go to your wrist or the pulse on your neck and you feel it, but it has a pulse because it has a vibratory sound wave. It has a frequency, which is the pulse. And then, you know, it's the rest is history, wherever he went to plant. We haven't heard, they're in a cluster in, in a particular place where people come and buy plants, a nursery. We, we don't hear that and we haven't heard that and we're very attuned to sounds. We've noticed the sounds in this nursery and we've noticed it in other nurseries except for those nurseries that have created natural habitats. And by natural, well, obviously they've created it themselves. It hasn't come because they've just set up a nursery in the middle of suburbia. and But they've created something that has then attracted an ecosystem. And the ecosystems, well, as soon as you put certain elements in, it'll become a thriving ecosystem. So we've noticed the sounds in plant in nurseries that have that are very, very different. Not the same as if you go into a rainforest that's been there for thousands of years. Definitely not. But it's definitely a frequency of a very, very different nature. And you can feel the hub. You can feel the hub. You know, it's, that's how we got to name Budai Hub because it's a hub. It's a buzzing sounds-to-sound frequency vibration. And that's the hub. So it's the same in these nurseries that we've, we've, we've gone into to experience the different frequencies of plants because, you know, in our lifetime, until we then go into the next stratosphere, it's definitely where we're going to be um, staying in. And then we'll go into more designing of structures for for us to be in, you know, hopefully within the canopies of the trees, which is what we intend to do with the Desert Stone Pea Pod. So there's lots of things, you know, that you can create. So this is something that we wanted to share with you. This is something that we were asked to share with you, actually, um, by some of you. So thank you, because it's given us the opportunity to say it out loud. Because when we're communing with what we are, you know, we often don't use our mouth and vocalise in a language such as English. And and just for those of you who wanted to, um, just we got that you asked that. Um, no, we don't speak other languages except yeah, we do. We you know we hang out with Ganesh, and he speaks English as he keeps telling us and reminding us. Uh, and the only time we use different languages is we're singing mantras with Ganesh when we want to play, dance, and sing with him, which we do on a regular basis, at least twice a day. You know, before work and after work, and so forth, and sometimes at work. Um, when we're not on show with people and we're around the plants themselves on our own. So there's lots of things. And on that note, globally, there were always dances in the street where people would just 
dance. And it was such a normal expression of existence. And we will say in that awareness where you're allowing your body to simply move and flow, the health system was so fortified constantly just by that state of movement because of the flow in the sound soundless to sound frequencies that the body was resonating with. So that's something to maybe ponder just in case you're in an area where you feel feel that you're in a situation where you can just if you feel spontaneous desires to dance that it's okay to. Some cultures still do. It's a beautiful um, symbiosis in, in still to this day many cultures. So that's what we wanted to share. We, we're always so excited to share. We don't share them every week because sometimes there's not something that we have to share or that we openly express or someone, we haven't heard someone specifically asking us to um, raise a, raise an awareness with, with you because, you know, for whatever reason you wanted to or maybe just to hear something, maybe you've been percolating something, you just wanted to hear someone else mirror that back to you or with you or, you know, friends because ultimately we're all friends, you know. We like to be friends. We we love smiling at people. If you walk down the road and you smile at someone, then they look away. You know, if you're one of these people that loves to smile, keep smiling. It's a smile can brighten up a day, even if you don't get a response. It's the same. It's nice to smile. It makes you feel good anyway, from the inside out and outside in. All right, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. We value and appreciate all of you. Thank you for your shares. Thank you for taking the time out to participate and listen to what we have to say. We're always listening to your feedback, so feel free to come from the heart, be kind, and share from that space. Happy journey, and we'll catch up with you in any given nanosecond. Bye for now.